BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, Farmer Chris. Hey, we're back at it again. We are back at it again. We are, this is, uh, Man, nobody ever sees the behind the scenes oh, stuff. This is a very impromptu podcast. Pretty quick, ain't it? It is pretty quick. Like, uh, you were harvesting corn an hour or so ago. Yeah. And yep. I was auction shopping an hour ago. And oh, yeah. <laughs> now the, 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 the clouds have broke loose and we're, we're here. If, uh, if we're recording podcasts, it normally means it's raining outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so <laughs> I'm going to make fun of myself here. This is never good. So the podcasts come out faster than my videos. Okay. So this isn't the history channel. This, this, is, the history the, this channel. is the preview to the history channel. These are moving pretty quick here. These are moving yeah. pretty quick. Uh, but uh, what, is, uh, what is today? What is time what today? Is? Today's t- the December 9th. You're getting uh, really close to closing in on harvest. Yeah, we got about 250 acres of corn to, to wrap up here. We should be done by the end of the week, I'm hoping. so. Yeah, we got a little bit of weather this weekend, then you'll be in. Be in pretty good shape. We dodged a lot of the rain they're talking about today. So I know. Yeah, they were talking like inches, and we yeah. got we we may end up with an inch out of this. Yep. We don't get a heavy pocket set on top of us, but we're still down, Jason. Uh, hopefully, Jason will get in on podcast so far. But you're uh, the new intern, permanent, whatever I am. I'll help out. You're what's available. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm close and gonna can get here. So. All right, well, the last two, I guess, was uh, Logger Wade. This is the first one we've recorded since recording with Logger Wade. you want to recap on that one real quick before we get too far into this? I had to go back and watch it when it, uh, when it aired out just to make sure I caught everything that happened that evening. Oh, man, I'll <laughs> but, tell you uh, what. Wade is a hoot now. And, I mean, uh, me and you have both known him for a really long time. Yep. And honest, he's changed, but he hasn't. He has not changed. One, but yeah, I mean, Wade has stayed true to Wade from pretty much day one. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, Wade's Wade. He's lived in that sawmill, you know, his whole life. He's That's all he knows. As country as they can get, honest as they can get, and everything's going to be hysterical and he's a lot smarter than what a lot of people and himself give him credit for yeah and we've seen a, o- almost to a fault yeah we've seen some of that come out when he got uh yeah. talking about some timber there so i don't know i'm glad uh so since we posted that podcast we'll call that our therapy session with longer weight <laughs> yeah yep yeah it uh he's uh he's posted two videos by the time this comes out, he may have posted more. Yes. Yep. I hope, you know, Wade, uh, Wade has worked so hard and so long doing what he did on social media. And I know with the way the business went and the way some social media things were going, I think he stopped having fun with it. I think in the big scheme of things, the break may have been a good thing for him. But I'm hoping, yeah. I hope he comes back and stays in moderation. Yeah, to uh, take a reset. So he took some things too serious on social media so yeah and he got off in the weeds a few times maybe he shouldn't have but um maybe that was a way to maybe that's a way to kind of hit the pause button and then come back change directions and Uh, you know some people uh want to poke fun at you for uh the history channel Mm -hmm. do you think he was forced to make some videos and got mixed up and got some things yeah, and got confused honestly and i've told this i've told wade this before and i've told chris let's dig 18 this before uh, they wanted to post a video every day. Yeah. There is, I, first off, the quality of my videos would not be there. Yeah. I'd be just, um, I hate to uh, call this guy out by name, but we've talked about it, but um, I feel like uh, caught in top three sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, met the guy, hung out with the guy. I'm not picking on the guy, but yep. 
he'll be driving down the road and just randomly video something because I feel like he needs, he thinks he needs a video that day. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. Like, I want you guys to come to work with me and hang out. That's what I want my videos to feel like. Like, yeah. you're coming to work and you're hanging out. You know, whatever we're doing that day, you're part of it. Um, that's the ultimate goal of my videos. I think Wade got caught up in, I had to have a video every day. I think the quality of his videos started suffering because of that. I think he got burnt out on it. I mean, yeah. Uh, what saves me is I can go two, three weeks and not film or edit. Yeah, you've got them uh, already edited and I can, there. I can take a break and, um, I mean, I, who am I to say, but I can sit here and go on and on and on about how busy we are. We're all busy, but you got a time management's the, yeah. the key, so. It's what little I filmed or edited, it, it, it's time consuming for me. It was just the time management, so. I've got it down to an art. Filming don't really take, keeping, Keeping hot batteries in the camera is more of a yeah. trouble than filming, but um, editing still takes a little bit of time. But I, you know, if I get yeah. day like today where I can sit here and edit six, seven, eight minutes. Oh, that's what you're working on. My pulled in here. So. Yeah, but no way to way to the hoop. Lord Mike worked on worked on some of that too. Yeah, and, video, uh, so. I've got rumors that uh, I think we're going to get a, a podcast with Lord Muck, and he cool. is he is a very very interesting, very interesting guy. Cool. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have that to you sooner or later. Yeah. And I've got a few other, uh, I don't want to mention them. I haven't even mentioned them to you yet. I need to talk to you about them. Okay. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to promise these people. people and nothing don't happened. Show up. Yeah. I, got, yeah. I got a couple, a uh, couple Special strong possibilities. Guess. Yeah. Yep. Strong guess. So, but, but yeah, the, it's, uh, I just hope Wade, you guys need to stay on Wade's channel. His, he's posted two videos. They've both done very well. Hopefully he can uh, keep it going. Uh, we obviously both wish the best for Wade. Oh yeah, yeah. He's and like I said, it was a. I went through. I went through his switch to switching reins of the operation. Yep. And it's a it's a huge learning curve. Yeah. And that's kind of what he's going through too. And yeah. something had to give up just a little bit. And, and that's yeah, what you guys. Uh, I guess you guys do have that. I never. I kind of was the. You started yours I started from the whole from operation scratch, scratch yeah. and. You know, I had the. Uh, I don't know which one's easier though. I know. I know. Honestly, there's pros and cons to both. I think. Yeah, we had the. Uh, you know, we turned our reins over in 2015. Seems like when ours started switching. Yeah. And you know, seems one, like his is starting about not now. Not to get way off in the weeds here, but one major difference between your situation and his situation is uh, your dad's taking a lot more of a back step, back yes. seat. Yes. To than what Phil and Joanne have, which not saying either one's right or wrong. But yep. That's. Yours was kind of a light switch. Well, here's just kind of a little trickle yeah. transition, yeah. if that makes sense. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, man, it was glad it was good to catch up with Wade. Everybody assumes since I live next door to him that oh, you see him every day. I don't see you? him every day. We talk every day. <laughs> you know, we hang out every evening. That's yeah. not the case. I mean, other than seeing him, it's like this microphone's all up in my face here. Hope it's not bothering you guys. Other than seeing him. Um, Occasionally coming in out the driveway. We both live on a dead end road and waving. Waving each we, other. We're lucky to talk once a month for a yeah. brief second and just yeah. catch each other out. So uh, transition over uh, Captain Cleman. It was good to get him on here too. It's kind of uh, odd that we're all right here in this little pocket of Derby and kind of had some success on social media. Uh, there is. It's, uh, there's a lot of social media coming out a little well, pocket Well, and here. there's two other really big channels that are in completely different genres that come out of here. Okay. One being Roy Kramer, which had an MTV show. Uh, really? Live. Really? Uh, he graduated with my cousin Ben. I did a bunch of work for his uh, brother. And uh, Andrew Sly, which is sponsored by Tesla. Oh, really? He's got a he's got a big channel too. Okay. Um, they're just in different worlds than what we are. But I mean, yeah. coming from a county with 17,000 people in it to have that many people that are... Yep. Made it pretty big. It's pretty wild. So, but no, it was good catching up with Cleman. Cleman and I, we don't go back as, as long as uh, Wade and I. Wade, we yep. go, we go back a long way. So, all right, what are we going to talk about today? What's our subject? How many bad customers we got? <laughs> oh, you're going to get me. They're in all good customers. Though, you're going to get me in trouble, ain't you? <laughs> all right. So this is a podcast topic I've had on my mind for a while. And we got to watch about using the generic name we put on the bad customer. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, that's no joke. Johnny they lived up to that one, didn't they? Yeah. All right. So 
what I want to I, I want to cover a couple different things here. There's good customers, there's bad customers, there's good contractors, there's bad contractors, there's good farmers, there's bad farmers. Yep. Um, so let's, I guess being a bad customer can cost you a whole lot of money. And, and you not know it. And you don't even know it. Yeah. Um, not the percentage of farmers and contractors that are bad is very little very little but they give all of us a bad name yep and with the internet and all this there so i guess the purpose of this podcast is not to pick on anybody um but maybe give some examples and some stuff to think about if you're are a contractor or if you're willing to have work done um just to educate people i guess is the best way to go about it so which side of this you want to start on, contractor or customer? I have no idea. Let's go. Well, I'm the customer. Yeah, well, you're you're all the above, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go, contractor side. Okay. So if you're if you're a customer and you're wanting to hire work to have done, mm-hmm. um, obviously the first thing you need to do is your research, but it don't take long to figure out who's legit and who's not. So a couple, I'm gonna just give you a handful of absolute red flags. If they say or do this, you're, uh, you're in trouble. The very first, very first red flag is that if you ask them when they can start and they say tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're not very busy, are they? No. Yeah. There's a reason why they can start tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so any reptical, contractor anybody i don't care who they are in this time of day in this day and age even if they're not very busy and we're in an economic crisis there is no way they can start tomorrow yeah they are too professional they're too well planned they got too much stuff sorted out you said the big one they're too well planned yeah. yeah they they think they think way past um what's coming up tomorrow and the day after you know mm-hmm. they're they're at minimum weeks out because they're looking into the future. They're not finishing up a job and then looking around going, what am I doing What's next? my next job, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, they're starting their second to last job on their schedule, and they're already trying to be out there kicking up and doing what they're doing. And well, you have together. a lot of uh, logistics and a lot of uh, material in right. play before so you start that job. So. If, if somebody shows up and you ask them when they can start and they can say tomorrow, oh, boy. Yeah. I've, and, guys, I'm not saying this to be saying this, I have seen guys, I've lost job after job after job when people come behind me and say, I can say I can be there in six weeks and they say they can be there tomorrow. Customer's in a hurry, price is a little bit better. Let's get her done. Let's get her done. And probably half of those jobs, I go back and end I up say, Are you on those jobs anyways? <laughs> yeah. And it ends up costing them longer in the, in the long run. Yeah. Um, I'll give you guys one example in the videos. Like I said, I'm not going to mention names, but if you guys watch the videos of me putting the retaining wall behind that house that the basement was already dug, we bid on that whole job yeah. to do everything. Yep. I couldn't get there fast enough. My price was too high. Uh-huh. I showed up and I ended up charging them more because they decided to go a different It was harder to work around then at that time. Right. Yeah. And I, and I can't, there was a general contractor involved in there, but... Um, that's just, a, I, I want to give you guys some real world examples of yeah. that, that in, in, please don't take us the wrong way. I'm not on here bashing nobody. I'm just giving you guys the ways to protect yourself yep. whenever you're out there doing that. So number one, if the contractor shows up, you ask him when he starts and he says, uh, tomorrow, um, better look out better look out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, red flag number two, they ask for money before they start. I've known some of them asked them to do that. So whenever we used to build houses, we did ask for some money up front because we were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on material. Yeah. But there was a very detailed contract. And usually the only money, we'd have it detailed out, the only money we would ask for is money for materials. Yep. We wouldn't ask for any of our labor, or any of our services or anything like that. Uh, since I've stopped building houses... I don't ask for money up front. 
uh, for anybody's. Now, I know in different markets and in different places, it's not uncommon for people to put deposits down. Uh-huh. So it, it protects the your place on a contractor's schedule. Yep. That's different than paying for a service up front. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Because here's what's happening if that contractor's asking for money up front. He's needing money to finish the job he's working on. He's robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Because the guy he's trying to finish up far back here, he owes a bunch of money on too. So he's coming to you trying to get this thing signed, get a check, go back and pay that guy. And then you're going to be the next guy in line. He's done spent your money on somebody else's project. Yeah. You hope he gets a, he hopes he gets a project lined up to finish your project. Right. To fund yours. And man, I've seen these guys time and time and time again. They just never, um, it ends up catching up to them over time. Right. Yeah. It ends up catching up to them over time. And I feel like, I mean, I've been, I've been at this for 20 years now. Yeah. I've seen the guys come and go. I've seen the cycles go and, uh, I can read. There's been some other contractors come up behind me, and I'm like, well, he's going to be legit. He's going to make it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they do. Yep. And then you see these guys that, uh, that don't make it. So uh, this one may be odd. Red flag number three. Any ideas what it would be? I do not. If you see his name plastered over every newspaper, every magazine, I mean, just advertising out the wazoo the best advertiser you can get is word of mouth oh yes yeah, i would agree with that so a lot of times guys try to advertise to cover up other bad uh, other bad stuff bad stuff I, yeah i should say that is maybe not that way everywhere and maybe yeah. in higher competitive markets that's a little bit different yep but if you got cheesy advertising and you're just going all out trying to get every lead you can possibly get. Drawing for strings, draws. Right. You are not going to, you're probably not going to get the results you want. Yeah. Uh, from that particular, particular. I would agree with that. Particular contractor. Now, somebody, some people are going to argue this fact a little bit and I will strongly disagree with it. If the, uh, Two contractors pull up to your house, and one's in a brand new truck, and one's in a no beat up truck. You gotta go with the guy in a brand new truck, right? No. <laughs> Why not, Farmer Chris? I don't know. I mean, that'd be a touchy one. I mean, you're a hardworking guy. He does. He's gonna deserve a new truck at one point in time. Yeah. You know, I've had a new truck. It's 12 years old. Yeah. But you know, that'd be a touchy situation. Yeah. The. Um, there's Depends on how decked out that truck. Yeah, is there's nothing wrong with having nice equipment and nice stuff. Yeah. But these guys that get into the look at me uh, mentality, yep. uh, nine times out of ten, uh, they, they want to jump on the scene and make a big splash, and then they realize they're in over their head. Yeah. So I guess I should word it like this. If it's a new guy that just got started and he shows up with a bunch of new truck. stuff, yeah. you might want to be concerned. If it's an established company that's been yeah. around for a good That'd long time. That'd be a good while, way of that, yeah. Uh, established company has been around for a, a good long time. I would not have any concerns. Um, any concerns about that? Absolutely um, whatsoever. So. so you're about ready to get a new semi then? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've only bought, I've been in business 20 years. I've only bought two things brand new. Um, one of them is that pedal hitch trailer. Okay. Because I knew what I wanted. And the only reason I bought that yep. brand new is because I special ordered it to get the features I wanted. Yep. Which, that was a $8,500 purchase. Yep. Uh, the other one I've only bought brand new is the uh, 210 Hyundai. And that was, the only reason that deal happened new is because Hyundai. Yeah. I, they didn't give it to me, but they stepped up to the plate. And yeah, you got to happen. So, yeah, but it was a good good deal on that. Uh, so I cannot say the same. You know, it seems like on the ag world, we we are buying new equipment, but we can't. I don't think we can get the hours on the equipment that you guys get on your equipment for some reason. No, I'm not gonna lie, your shit's junk. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, mean, I agree. It. Uh, I look at the quality of. Uh, and it's not John Deere, it's not Case, it's yeah. not New Holland, it's not any of them. They're all the same. Yeah, I feel like it's starting to get a little bit better. But you look at the, uh, uh, just take a take a 50-horse loader tractor, for oh, example. Yeah. 
You look at or the amount of steel in one. You look versus tobacco. I mean, there's no comparison on the way those two are built. Um, you look at these dozers that are go out here and made to run fifteen, twenty thousand hours. If you get five thousand hours out of a tractor, you feel like you've yeah. already done something, haven't you? You know, even like at the John Deere one ten you had. Yeah. I mean it was construction, it was built, pretty decent machine. Yeah. You take a John Deere Ag tractor, the same ne horsepower. Never make it. It ain't gonna hold up to it. And I don't no. understand why they don't uh, they don't keep up. Um everything's engineered like half. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there, there is some truth to that for sure. Um, I mean, you got anything that you've, you've hired a lot of contractors over the years. Uh, we hire a lot of contractors over the years. Um, I can, name, far, your, can we name your favorite ones. Yeah. <laughs> you probably know more than I do. Cause I sleep, I sleep hard at night. So, you know, we had a, we had a contractor. He, he done some good work for what I did, but he just struggled to finish up the project. He yep. was always ready to move on. And then, uh, you know, we ran there three or four years, and you was actually in there doing a lot of finish up work when you started doing doing for us. So, yeah, finishing up stuff that you I had started. had started and didn't get done. So, you know, there as far as one contractor, but he was experienced. Yeah, you know he had. Some he's a, he's actually a really good operator. He's a good operator. He had. He didn't have new equipment. No. He don't have a new truck. You no, know. No, he did not. <laughs> no. So. Um. But no, he was really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the biggest part I think that broke off the straw on the camel's back air was uh, alcohol and politics. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, long story short, if you guys are looking to hire a contractor, even if it's, it, it really don't matter how big or how small yeah. it is. In today's day and age, it does not take long to do a little bit of research on yeah. somebody. Um, you know, word of mouth advertising is so great because it's coming from a customer they've worked yeah. for, so they got firsthand experience of how that went down. So yep. that's, if you know a customer of theirs from previous jobs and you can talk to that customer, mm -hmm. that's usually your best. Guys, there is no project out there that goes perfectly as planned. Oh, I, I, I don't care how that. good a contractor you are, crap's going to get screwed up. I don't up. care what kind of engineering you got. It ain't going to go It right. ain't going to work. Yeah. Uh, so how you guys deal with that and how you overcome that, um, that goes a long ways. You know, there are so many tricks in the book. These guys come in here, especially building houses. They'd want to lowball you. Yeah. And then I know on the back end what this guy's going to do. He's going to give you $60,000, $70,000 worth of change orders. And guess yeah. what? Your price is right back where mine was at. Um, it's Mr. Man behind the scenes. He's going to have to wait. But, you know, um, even since we've been uh, even using you for a contractor, you know, if we've got a neighbor doing some work and we need a small project done, yeah. we still jump ship and go over because it ain't used time. If his equipment's already there, why not yeah. utilize that? You know, time you haul in and do a... $300 job, yeah. you know, it's for something little nitpick shit I, I need, yeah. so. But yeah, you know, do a little bit of research. It will not take long. Um, don't trust their website. Don't trust their reviews. Find a customer or two. Yeah. If Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. 
You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm the customer. If, if they're... Uh, if they've been around for a while and they do good work, it will not be hard to find a little bit about their background, their history. Um, you know, one thing to be a little bit cautious about, but I don't want to call it a red flag, is if it's a startup company, that don't mean the people running the company are startups. Yeah. So, you know, at one point, I was a startup company, right? Mm-hmm. But I had 10 years of construction business or background background before i ever started so the name was new but the experience yeah. wasn't if you get a guy that's never done construction in his life and started a company now yeah, that might it, be a struggle that's a little bit of a struggle because you're learning on on two different fronts you know what i mean and we've got one in the county like him but uh i think we're gonna make it through this whole podcast without saying the name i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh, well you know it's surprise how well the the dirt work customers spread good work and bad work um, word of mouth because yeah. they're never really together a whole lot. Yeah, and, you know, and, besides and, uh, just church or community functions or something. And our our county's a little bit unique. We're small though. There's we there's not a lot of competition. Yeah, like I'm not trying to be whatever, but in the dirt world of the size of work I do. Yeah. Um, there's another guy, which I think is the one you're talking about, that does build some ponds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, I'll mention Matt by name. He's kind of got out of the dirt work. He still does a little bit, but he's got yeah. more in the concrete, and we work work with him a little bit. Yeah, but, he's took off in the concrete world. But yeah, it um, just don't assume most of us guys out here mm-hmm. are no different than you guys. Go to work, trying to earn a living, come feed home, the family. feed the family. And wake up dead all over again tomorrow. We do yeah. not wake up thinking how we're going to screw our way into some money today so we can make it through another day. You but know there I mean? is one or two of them out there. And those guys out there, it aggravates the hell out of me. They, those guys out there, um, them, you know, I don't know what the saying is, but it, one bad apple ruins the bunch. You know what I mean? Yep. It, you get, people get stuck on that, and it's like, oh, my God, you just you can't get away from it. So. Yep. Um, but, you know, even me being a contractor, you know, I've hired a lot of contractors yeah. as subs. Subcontractors under you. And, um, you know, you hire enough of them, you learn, you learn real quick, you know, the red flags to look for and the things to look for. And, and uh, there's a lot, I hate to say it, because I used to hate this saying, but it's so true. You get what you pay for. Get what you pay for. I agree with that for sure. You uh, you get what you pay for. It's um, it, it is what it is. So, well, you want to flip the script and talk about customers. Well, I hope I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, over the years, I have had. I guess your customers are technically your landlords, right? I would say that, yeah. And I'm. I think a lot of this stuff's probably going to yeah. apply from yeah. one to the other, but. You know, uh, I'm not going to lie, whenever I first got into business, I was probably a little bit naive about uh, reading customers and not following my gut Mm -hmm. and um, kind of um, thinking I could be different than everybody else. And no matter what the situation was, I'd come out 
come out on the top, right? But after doing this for 20 years, you start to learn patterns. And whenever I meet with you to look at a job, within probably the first five minutes. You know what's gonna take place. Yeah. I can tell I you I can tell you exactly how that job's gonna go. I can get the same feeling. Um, and for some reason I take it farther than landowners. I take it to a lot of people. And I and I and mom and dad that drives them nuts. Because 95% of the time I'm right and they yeah. can't figure out why I can read yeah. them like that. But, um, yeah, you know, if I meet with a new landowner, I know if it's going to be a, a long five years or a short five years, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some that just, here it is. Go. Go with it. You're the professional. I know what. You know, just do it. And there's some that just sits there and just nitpicks and nitpicks, and you're doing it this. We need to do it like this. And the whole time I'm on the property, I'm just like on pins and needles. Yeah. Because I'm scared of what's yeah. what the next thing. I'm, I keep watching the back door of the house, to wait for them to come out. You know. <laughs> so, from my side of things, the number one red flag a customer can show up throw up like by far the number one red flag is if i show up to look at your job and the first thing you want to tell me is how the last three contractors screwed you because i can guarantee yeah. you whenever i leave and the next guy shows up it's gonna be the next last four contractors the next four well here's the news flash yeah the common denominator between all those contractors <laughs> is you is the one yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and you are not um there is scenarios where people may have got taken advantage of. Yeah. The chances you get it three times in a row, and then you start asking, you know, of course, they say that. My first question is, who was it? What happened? Yeah, you want to know what happened. So there's a few contractors, and they mention their names. I'm yeah. like, all right, maybe it's legit. And then there's, if they mention all these other contractors, which they're probably going to mention, yeah. I'm like, no. Because here's what you customers don't realize. All of us contractors talk to some extent. Yep. One way or another. Hello, Miss Jenna. Are you recording a podcast? Yes. Uh, all of us contractors talk. Yeah. Well, I ain't saying we're best friends. Yep. But, but we know each other's reputation. Right. And if I'm on a big job and somebody on that job calls this guy and that guy knows I'm there, yeah. I'm his next phone call. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to go out and badmouth the customer, but I'm going to tell you exactly what's going on. I'm going to give you my side of the story yep. the same way they're giving you your side of the story. So, excuse me, if, if you, if I meet you and the first thing you want to do is badmouth everybody else that's worked for you, I know for a fact I'm going to be on that list and I'm out. See, the good, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I don't know, and I don't do it all the time, but if I get a call to look at a piece of land that another farmer got ran off of. Yeah. And he, I actually know who's been on it. I'll call that farmer. Yeah. You know, what, what Which in the world. Which in my world's the same as. Yeah, what in the world's going on over here? What, yeah. what flags do I need to look at? Do I even want to mess with it, you know? Because even though you and that farmer may be competition, there's times where you still need to work together. Work together, yeah. And it's the same way in, yeah. in my world with us contractors, yeah. you know? We all, we all work together. We all intertwine with each other. Um, so we're competition, but we're one community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two red flag, and this was really close to being the number one red flag. This is going to be controversial. Huh? This is going to be this is going to be controversial. Controversial. Okay. Say that word. Uh, if the first words out of your mouth is "I'm an engineer," <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Because what you just said there. For 90% of the people with that title I've worked for is you might as well have said, I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. That's what you just said. Yeah. And I've tried my damnedest over the years to work with a bunch of them. And I've always ended up being wrong. Uh, you, you're not the educated one. Yeah. They're convinced. Um, even though I do this for a living. I agree. And they engineer computer chips and I'm building you a house. They still know more about it. Yep. Um, so, 
I guess the moral of that story is, is the guy that does it every day may be a little more educated about what's going on uh-huh. than what you realize. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and depending on what he's an engineer in, too. So, right. Yeah. You know, he can be an automotive engineer and not know. I'm going to use this for an example, though. I built a house for two surveyors. Mm-hmm. Both surveyors said, I'll stake out my corners and I'll square my house up for you. Guess what? They were off square. Both damn houses were off. <laughs> it's my fault. I should have went back and checked them. Should have double checked them, yeah. But I ain't the one that's got six and seven years of schooling on how to square up a damn house. Yeah. They do. Now, I'm not saying I've never had one off a little bit, but it... Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, just because you're an expert in your yeah. field does not mean you can't make mistakes, too. Does yep. that make sense? Because... As I said previously, I know for a fact we make mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, well, I make a mistake every day. It, uh, I but, make two or three mistakes some days. And it's, it's kind of funny because some professionals you work for, um, doctors, even lawyers, ain't that bad a lot of times. They're just, I've worked for a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, a lot of professionals. They're just happy to have the work done. They just, they do their research. They're confident in who they hired and they're hands off. Yep. Call me if you need me. And I can promise you, those guys probably get a lot better job, quality job than somebody that's over there micromanaging yeah, I agree 24-7. That. Uh, not saying they don't keep tabs on what's go- going on. They mm-hmm. are very aware of what's going on. But they're not over there questioning every move you make. And like these engineers, half the time they're questioning and stuff, we're halfway down at the damn job. You going to brace that? Can I, then, I take lunch? Then you got to start and redo it. <laughs> yeah, can I not take lunch? Yeah. I mean, like, I just hung the damn truss. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it ain't going nowhere for the next 45 minutes. You know, I'm yeah. like, I'm not finished. Uh, uh, I agree. Here's the other thing an engineer will do is, and I've had this happen several times, and I just laugh every time I do it, is like these uh, ICF walls and these footers we pour. Mm-hmm. We have structural engineered prints, Print. charts, that these companies have spent millions of dollars to develop on reball schedule, lintel schedule, footer size, this, that, and the other. They're zoned out as far as uh, the, where we're located at in the United States, and we follow all that. Yep. Well, we'll build a house for a structural engineer, and he'll end up adding $30,000 to the price because he thinks he needs this, this, and this. Now you're right. Sounds like my father. <laughs> and he, his house ain't no better than the one I built down the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's. You're that ain't spend, what, that you're ain't spending where I you money. Go with you, that like, you could have a ha- better house than the guy down the street, but let's spend it in places like it really matters. It like, could let's, be used. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. strengthen up some, some roof systems, some floor systems, some connection points, this, that, and the other. But, I mean, you can put all the damn rebar on your wall you want. The wall's only going to have to hold so much. Yeah. It's, and, it's, uh, and it's not it's like a car's going to hit a basement wall because you can't get through the dirt. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just, um, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, I never claimed to be an engineer, never want to be an engineer, but something about the mindset of those people, uh, a guy that's never drove a nail in his life knows is convinced he knows more about driving that nail than you have, and you've drove three millions of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you. Uh, so experience and education have to, have to mesh somewhere to... To make that happen, and I don't, I know I've worked with some good engineers over yeah. the years. We had one of them on here, uh, Gator. Oh, Gator, yeah. Um, He's a common sense engineer. But out of all the professions out there, as far as doctors, lawyers, all the professionals, engineers the by far biggest, a biggest one, to, the big, hardest one to work with. Yeah, by far the hardest one to work with. The biggest, uh, yeah, biggest red flag. Um, I kind of touched on this one a little bit, but the uh, micromanaging your contractor. So yeah, that's probably my third red flag. I can tell from the initial meeting kind of how, this is how I can tell you can be a micromanager. Because you're not going to care about how many ply gird or truss I'm going to put in your house, mm-hmm. but you are absolutely worried to death about where the downspout's going to go. Okay. So, um, some people get so caught up in the details and HGTV and this, that, and the other. They forget the big picture. They forget the big picture. 
And what ends up happening with these people is you go and frame the house up and you get the house under roof and you get the windows in it and everything is good. Then it starts coming down to where you got to make all these final decisions on everything. Well, next thing you know, one day you're moving the wall over here. The next day you're moving the wall over here. And then we're moving this window over here because we didn't think about that. And then we're doing this, that, and the other. And it's a never-ending cycle uh-huh. up to the end. And what that ends up doing is you can do all the planning you want in the beginning because it saves you money because everybody knows what they're getting into going forward. Yep. You start making all these change orders, you just might as well open up your checkbook because now this, this contractor didn't bid on that. So yep. that's outside his, co- his contract, right? So you're, um, you're, as a customer, you're very susceptible to large numbers of change orders yeah. that are rightly probably yeah. billed to you. But the customer never sees it that way. They yeah. think they're getting screwed because I was going to build that house. and It was, it was supposed to be in the contract, yeah. the original deal. And, you know, just one example that it stands out is we built a nice, nice house. And we had uh, these white columns on the front of the house. Okay. And they were going to have a white downspout come down. them. And we had four or five meetings about this downspout. Someone put it behind so they couldn't see it. The customer was afraid if we put it on the side and make it look out of proportion because it'd be oh, too boy. wide. And then if we put it down the front, there was no good way to drain it. And we just went, you know, three days of this, three different meetings, just kind of went on and on and on, drug out. Just a lot of time and effort. Yeah. You know, normally on a normal house, I thought a gutter guy just go put the gutters put up. Put the gutters up and go. So uh, we got the downspouts on, kind of went with the plan we were talking about doing. Everything looked good. Customer shows up. I didn't see the customer for like a week. So like a week and a half later, me and the customer happened to be there at the same time. And I'm like, did you check out your downspouts? I thought they turned out really good. She's, she's like, when they put them up? Like, <laughs> she didn't even know they put them up. Uh, I'm like, we spent three weeks talking about this. They've been up for two weeks and we haven't even noticed they're, they're up yet. Which the point of that conversation is sometimes what you think is a really big deal in your head. Yeah. Ends up not being a big deal. After, the, after you sleep on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So just keep that in mind whenever you go through, go through everything with the contractors. Yep. Um, what seems like a huge deal in the moment is... You can get something stuck in your head at the time you can't get, get off of. Yeah. yeah. And what we have to remember as contractors is we do this every day. Yeah. This is normal to us. Yeah. But... That customer, this you might be working on the biggest investment of their life. They're doing it once once in their lifetime. Which yep. I I fully understand, and us as contractors yep. have to realize it from their their side of uh, their side their side of the world. But you know that's probably the three three or four yeah. main ones. There's there's so many other little things that well, I'm just glad I didn't hear maps on the bad customer side. <laughs> <laughs> you know. One thing that tremendously helps the customer, all the contractors, is communication. Yeah. You know, the more you keep them informed about when you're going to be there. I, I mean, me and you went through this. I'll be there Wednesday, Chris. Yeah. And then it rains or something, something breaks or the top cloud pulls in two. And I'm like, oh, let's make out next Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I, you know, I agree with you on the, on the good customer, bad customer. And it's hard to get it and... I've got some things on my head, and I think we communicate very well on our part. So, yeah, I draw my maps. We meet on site, and you got my number if you need me. Have yeah. added so, and, and I don't take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, if we deviate too far from the plan, yeah. I'm like, here's what I'm saying, yeah. here's what I'm thinking, what you want to do. Um, I guess on your side of things, landlords, landlords. I mean, they're the same way. There's some people's property you go on to, and they're just happy you're there. Yeah, some. Uh, you know, we just harvested one the other day, and he just tickled pink weaving there. We can even get get the yield we're getting off the ground, and just glad we're we're getting something productive off of it. Right. We've had a rent agreement, and they tell us don't even pay the rent. We're just they're just happy. Just don't even worry about paying the rent this year. It's, That's it's not good. me. I, I make yeah. them pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then the next one just, you can never make, make them happy. You're just, you're just always on pins and needles. I mean, and I don't know, and I don't know what's setting them off, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, I hate to get rid of them. Yeah. 
you know, I appreciate the ground. You know, I'm, right. I, the ground's productive. We've invested so much money in that ground already. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, you get good ones and bad ones, and we just work through all of them. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of tie this in all together. So, what's the, what's the realistic consequences of being a good customer, or bad customer, or a good landlord or a bad landlord? The dollar sign. Yeah. I don't know if people, and I'm just, I'm being 100% honest with you guys. Yeah. Who are you, mo if, if two people have identical pieces of property, they yield identically the same, but one is very easy to get along with and one's a real pain in the ass, who are you paying more? The one is easy to get along with. Probably considerably more yeah. as well. Yep. Just because of the ease and the, yeah. you're not worried about the burden and the time scheduling. And, and that guy that's easy to get along with, probably trust you. Yep. Oh yeah. Trust you 100%. I'll be 100% honest with you guys. We go to a meeting. And have a meeting about a job. Yep. Uh, me and Matt have discussed this before, and it slipped into a few videos here and there. Uh, on nothing the customer ever sees, but on our backside, we mm -hmm. have what we call a DFF fee. Yep. I'm not going to say what DFF is, but I'll tell you the first word is dumb, and one word is not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and the other word's fee. Fee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can you can figure that out. You just add a percentage in there just to deal with the the headaches. You and, know that's coming. Uh, so whenever I meet with a customer. Probably 10% of the customers will get it. And yeah. honestly, we probably don't even want the job. I turn a lot of jobs down. Yeah. I don't even want them. But if if they are dead set on us doing it, and I see any of those red flags, there is a number that goes in there. Yeah. And let's just say it's a $20,000 job, and on the DFF line, we put $5,000 in mm -hmm. there. I have dealt with these people long enough. I know these red flags, and I know that number is what it's going to cost me to babysit you. Yeah. I don't make that money. That money is not profit to me. No. That's my cover my ass money. Because I'm going to have to have three meetings about your downspouts. It's going to slow your productivity down. Right. To uh, uh, what your normal business now, be. So I used to kind of think, is this, is this right? But it's 100% legit. Because yeah. it, it, that's, that's what it's going to cost me it's, it's to time. do this job for you. Yeah. If I do it for this guy over here, yep. it ain't going to cost me that because it's just like you said, you're going to hand me a map, leave, and gone. Well, just like we was talking to John the other day, you know, he was a mechanic at a, a dealership, and they knew they had the customers that come in. Every time they worked on their equipment, they was going to complain. Yes. So before they even sent the bill, they raised it 10%. 10%. They knew that customer was going to come in and complain. They dropped 10% off of it, and he was happy as he could be. Paid the same price. But paid the same price if he just kept his mouth quiet and been done with it. I think, you know, a lot of these guys <laughs> that want to bitch, moan, and complain, claiming they get good deals. Yeah. And they, what they don't realize is they've got a reputation and on the yeah. back end, they're paying, they're paying the same or more. Yeah. Um, I know there's uh, a handful of customers that I've worked for in the last three years because of there's other relationships or other uh -huh. contractors going in. I'm like, I knew going in this was bad. And yeah, gut instinct is, you know, there was one basement we were digging a while back and I did not have a lot. I was the subcontractor on the job. So another contractor called me to come in and dig a So I had no previous yeah. experience with this customer. I go up there, they show me where everything's at. She starts telling me about how the septic contractor screwed her, which is some guy out of India I didn't know. So yeah. I'm like, all right, that's a red flag. The next day, he's telling me about how he's suing UPS for spinning up his driveway, and I thought, i got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, If they've already got lawsuits in place they're telling you about for something stupid, it's time to get out of there. I'm like, I, and I told the contractor over there, I said, good luck with that. Yeah. Well, guess what? They ended up in a damn lawsuit. Really? It was a damn fiasco. I was like, I am, I am out of here. Uh, Matt was used to, whenever Matt started working with me, Matt was used to dealing with corporate America, uh -huh. which is a little different code of conduct yep. than what we deal with. And um, he would have his customers' meetings and tell me how they go. And uh, I'm like, be ready. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Uh, there's a lot of them. I'm just like, no. I'm just, I don't, I don't, I'm not even dealing with it anymore. But you know, a lot of, on the ag side, the farmer, the attitude and mentality of some farmers we're all different. Yeah. So you know I've <laughs> yeah, had found that first hand out there, today. You know, I've had some landowners that's went through two farmers already and I'll be the third one come in and we've been there ten years, yeah. getting along just fine. It's just 
you well, have a different can, attitude or I a different, think different of, side of looking at it too. I so. can think of one scenario, and it wasn't that the other farmer was a bad farmer. It was just a conflict of personalities, Yes, which is a legit. Yep. I mean, I don't get along with everybody. You don't get along with everybody. No, I agree. Um, so that... There are scenarios yeah, like yeah. that. You know, some people just can't get along, and yeah, I, and I get it. Get I, you know, that is not, but... It's a give-and-take situation there, so... Well, with a little bit of research, you kind of know... Oh, yeah, you can do some research. You know, you know, it goes back to that research. You know what you get into, what you're not but getting into. But some of it I've researched, and I've still won for it. So, no, it's... Uh, I've had some that uh, I've lost. I've had some landowners I've lost, and I've, it's not been a sweat off my back. Yeah, you know it's it's fine. See ya. Yeah. And uh, but man, I've got some I've got some really 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 good landowners. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's I mean I mean I'm not everybody's cup of tea as a contractor. You're not everybody's cup of tea as, yeah. a, as a farmer, but. Um, you know, our reputations speak a lot. We've been doing it long enough. Our reputations, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. All you got to do is go down to the country store or yeah. the corner market and ask somebody, and you know what, you know what yep. you're going to get. You know, in the county here or even two or three counties, you know, both of our reputations out there. And even you can go talk to another farmer. Everybody knows we'll speak for other farmers too. Yeah. So, uh, Yeah. And, then, and, you know, I vouch for, it's gotten in trouble before, but I vouch for other contractors here and there. And uh, everybody's got their everybody's got their niche. I, I think some people don't realize how closely we all work together. Yeah. Um, you as farmers, us as contractors, and that's not unusual yeah. for us around here. Even Wade. Yeah. All the loggers when they go to a big timber sale, they all sit around the same table. Yeah, they sit around the same table and eat dinner and. Have and they all got their food. foresters they like working for. They all got their foresters they don't like yeah. working for. They all got their stories about this family member yep. or that family member don't work for them. And yep. it's the same world over there. If you're a known pain in the butt and you got a whole bunch of nice timber, oh, no. you ain't going to get paid top dollar for them. They got to they have their money out there to deal with you. To deal with you, exactly. Um, I guess the moral of the story is hire a professional and let the professional do the professional job. Don't step back and let a bad contractor run over you, but don't micromanage the good contractors. Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you come up to me on a job, you can ask me as many questions as you want to ask. But then don't hand me, I'm going to call your uncle out. Straight up. Okay. So I had a job grading a road for a subdivision. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> had a job. It's a local subdivision here in Derby. Yeah. And I was, I wasn't just getting started, but I, this subdivision looked for somebody to maintain these roads for five years. The guy that built the subdivision had passed away. Yep. Nobody's done. These roads are in horrible shape. And it's right next to my lot. I built a few houses up there. So I'm like, you know what? You call me, whether it's grading the road or plowing snow, it's $75 a phone call. Yeah. And they want to be billed once a year. Did it for, I don't know, one year. I think I built them like $1,200. It wasn't much. No major issues. A couple steep hills on this thing. So I go up there the next year and... Uh, I go up there the next year and I'm grading the road and uh, this gentleman comes out. I know for a damn fact he'd never been on a freaking tractor in his oh, life. I agree. You probably know better than I do. Yeah, You've known him a lot longer. I agree. Never been on a damn tractor in his life. Worked in a freaking paint factory. Yeah. All right. I think he was an engineer in a paint factory. Yeah. At least he acted like one. Yeah. So Hit me a stack of papers this thick on how to grade a road. Yeah. Well, I just got off the damn tractor and handed him the key. I said, if you know how much about it, you go do it. He goes, no, I hired you. I said, well, you got the expertise. Yeah. He went, of course, he wouldn't get on the tractor. So well, I, he wouldn't know what to do. Stupid. <laughs> and half the damn shit on there about grading roads is like how you grade a damn road in Wyoming, which is completely different than what we do here. So, oh, well, uh, everything's the same across the United States, ain't uh, it? Oh, my God. So, anyways, I threw the papers back at him. I graded the road and went on. Well, we got a snowstorm on Christmas Eve. So I was up there like six or 7.30 in the morning on Christmas Eve, we got like eight or 10 inches of snow. No. I got one path around this circle. I come back around the next time and he's stuck in the damn snowbank. <laughs> and I just waved and drove on by. Yeah. Oh, he was mad. 
And uh, he asked me what what I needed to do. I said, "Well, I, where's your papers at?" Yeah, <laughs> you know where's what I mean? Papers at. <laughs> and I had no sympathy for this guy. I left him in the damn snowbank and went on. Of course, the bill that year ended up being like twenty eight hundred dollars. We got a lot of snow. Well, they were all furious, and uh, they wanted me to do all this out. And I had it all itemized out. I had the date. The president called me. It was one hundred percent legit. I handed it to the president. I said, "Here you go." Long story short, here's what I'm trying to get with this. This guy was furious with me for not knowing how to plow snow and not how to grade a road, and he thought I charged him too much. Yeah. He wanted to put it out for bid. I said, good deal, put it out for bid. I'm 100% yeah, um, open for it. I said, I'm all, I'm all for this. Yeah. I, I agree 100%, Terry, let's put it out for bid. And oh, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put it out for bid. I said, sweet, send me a bid packet. So uh, they end up putting it out for bid. Contractor calls, hey, Mike, what's going on up there? I told him. Next contractor, hey, Mike, what's going on up there? Call him. Next contractor calls, hey, what's going on up there? I told him. I said, I'm going to bet on it. And they're like, what are you going to bet? I said, I'm going to do $600 a call. That's probably about where I'm going to be. I said, if you guys want it, yeah. cut my knees out. Yeah. If you don't want it, yeah. keep going. So uh, guess what? <laughs> it went from $75 a call, and I was the cheapest guy at $600 phone call. Oh, wow. Then they wanted to negotiate. No, 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 we're not negotiating. <laughs> Why you get, I mean, yeah. so that, that subdivision went seven or eight years with no road maintenance. I mean, it got in bad, bad shape. I remember going up there once, it was in bad shape, yeah. They and, kept uh, trying to get the county to pave it and they never would look yeah. at them. But that's, that's how being a bad customer gets you in a really bad spot. They, yep. they had a good thing going, had no idea how good a thing they had going. And... The, the obvious difference between the, the road was day and night difference yeah. between when I started. I ain't saying I did a perfect job. There was, there was two steep hills. It was a one-lane gravel road. There, there's, it just needed maintenance. Yeah, it was going to wash you know, out. And, and wash guys board. that come from the city that don't know how to drive on gravel will run mm -hmm. a road in no time compared to the guys that drive on gravel every day. Yep. Uh, but that, that's just an example of... Um, a bad customer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, down my engineering route here one time we used to do spray foam oh yeah we uh, we did high pressure spray foam closed cell open cell did quite a bit of it at the time and uh wasn't an expert but we were very well educated in the by the foam company mm -hmm. and then we were had a bunch of ties to the local um building industry which uh the home yep. builders association which we helped lobby for different uh, codes and yep. different things like that and uh we we Long story short, we pretty much knew what to tell we were doing. You was educated enough, yeah. So we're spray phoning this customer's house. He comes in there with a whole stack of papers and tells me how I did it wrong. That ain't going to work. He's going to have mold. And he ain't paying for any of that. I had to rip it all out, this, that, and the other. So I'm sitting here flipping through these papers. and where the hell did you get these from? Yeah. Spreading them off down here. He had the damn Wyoming state law book. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, boy. And I'm like, we're in Indiana, dude. Like, how does that apply to anything we're yeah, doing here? This is, I said, if you want to go Wyoming and build a house, go for take it, out with you. I said, if you want to come build one in Indiana, you do a few of these things, you're screwed because the humidity level here is way different than the humidity yeah. level out there. Uh, yeah. <coughs> well, he didn't know what to say. Well, uh, uh, so, of course, <laughs> guess what he had the next day, which I knew he was going to have. The Indiana, Indiana law. Code book. Yeah. <laughs> and... I mean, there may have been a few little tweaks we needed to make. Yeah. We weren't that far off, and yeah. half the tweaks were we weren't finished yet. But guess what? That spray foam job ended up costing him twice as much. No, it ain't twice as much. It ended up costing him more just yeah. because he had to waste three hours of my day explaining to him what, what, what was the difference on? between Wyoming and Indiana. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> so it's I'm not picking on nobody. I'm just saying if you are a customer. Yep how you communicate with your contractor can greatly affect your price. Yeah. That contractor is not making any more or any less money off of you. But yeah. if you take up time out of his day, he's got to compensate for yep. that. So uh, you've got to use your time wisely. You know, we've, we've ran into that selling hay. It's hay. It's grass hay. I advertise it as cow grass hay. It's nothing perfect. There's customers that's perfectly happy with it. Round bell, square bell. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. 
easy to get along with. Just either they pick it up, deliver it, whatever. Our square bell market is pretty much our customers know where it is. They pick it up out of the barn. They know where to put the money. We don't even count the bells. We yeah, just it's ours. an honor program. And then you've got the next customer that wants to buy two round bells and we'll sit there and bicker. It don't look right. It don't smell right. And wants to do in the price and like, yeah, so you got, just get on down the road. Yeah, so you, it's not even worth messing with. You got one guy's buying $2,000 worth of hay. Don't yeah. ask the question. You never even see him. Yeah. And then you got a guy's buying $200 worth of hay. It costs you half a day. Yeah, it costs you half a day. You know, for education. I'm like, God dang, why do I get myself in these situations? Yeah. It, um, I seen a TikTok the other day and there was a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of truth to it, but this guy basically said that he can watch you order food at a fast food restaurant and determine how much money is in your bank account. Really? And I'm going to forget some of the, um, I'm going to forget some of the yeah. details of it. But long story short, if you can go up there, make a decision, and you have respect for everybody's time involved, the uh -huh. people behind you, the people behind the counter, and everybody back there, and then move on, Yep. you're going to be a hell of a lot. Then the person that goes up there and takes 20 minutes and fiddle farts around and special orders and, and has no concept of the value of their time, yeah. your time, or anybody else's time. Um, you know, of course, fast food restaurant don't have the option to yeah. charge for that. But that's this—you put that on a bigger scale, on a bigger job, and you can see where that adds up um, really damn fast. And there's another saying: if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah, because they know how to get manage that time and get shit done. You know, as a farmer, you know I'm as think I'm about as honest and try to do stuff the right way and treat people right by like wait i want to i want to treat people the way i want to be treated yeah and you got the next joe blow down the road that if he'd work just as hard at working as he does trying to screw people he'd be three times yeah. better off you know what the most frustrating thing for me is is whenever joe blow gets him a fish on the hook yeah you know what's going to happen to him, yeah. But you can't do nothing about oh, it because he ain't going to believe you. He thinks you're just trying to undercut Joe Blow, yeah. And you just got to let it play out and let the guy. Yeah, get you screwed. just got to let it go. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it aggravates. And if you go get him <coughs> and say something, well, then yeah, you're the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just I, 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 we, I think we both been in that scenario where we tried to head off what was going to happen. Yep. And you end up getting being the guy with the egg on your face, and yeah. you just got to let you got to let what's going to run. You just got to let it run its course. Yeah. Course, run yep. course. So. Um, I don't know, Farmer Chris, I feel like we kind of rambled on here a little bit, but I, I think the goal of this was not to pick on anybody. It's just kind of give a little... Yeah, it's, it's a touchy subject to talk on, for sure. Get a little insight of kind of both yeah. both sides. The, most, the, the, number one, the number one piece of advice I could have for contractors and customers is be respectful of everybody's time. Yeah, that's, that's what the biggest thing. We don't, we can't, we don't have any more of it. I mean, it's like the... Uh, I mean, you couldn't expect us to come to your factory job and take you off the line for three hours with no pay to discuss yeah. something stupid. You know what I mean? Yep. And and you got to apply that to the other side of mm -hmm. things because if I'm not just because I'm on your job, don't mean I'm getting paid. I got to be doing something. Yeah. And oh, that's the biggest thing: respectful time. I mean, that probably sums up some of the aggroed biggest right there. Yeah. I've ran into so many oddball stuff this fall. I mean, they want you to harvest at certain times so they can deer hunt yeah. while you're harvesting. Uh, this combine has to keep moving. Yeah. Um, I pulled into one farm just after dark. His neighbor come down there and want to know what time I was going to start tomorrow morning. I said, tomorrow morning, what are you talking about? Well, what time are you going to start tomorrow morning so I can deer hunt around the edge? I said, this won't be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, oh, and he was kind of... I've got to go. You know, I, yeah. I, this is my time. I mean, you're out there doing a hobby. Yeah, you're out there I'm doing a hobby. Doing and I'm working. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I yeah. mean, well, yeah, just it's it's. I respect your time, and and it's. I hope you respect my time, and yeah, we got to go. Well, I think we can both sit here and admit we've never been the 
best customer oh, no. farmer. Never been the best contractor. No, I've made, I've made my mistakes. Sure. Um, but as time goes on, you kind of learn. Um, you kind of learn what um, what's what to look for. What's, what's important, important and what to look for. Yeah. Like, see the trees through the weeds. Yeah. Or the, was it the trees through the forest? Is that the, yeah. the I don't know. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Hope you can see the trees through the weeds. Yeah. So. I was like, man, they're a little bit taller than weeds. Those big weeds. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Well, guys, let us know what you think. Let us know if you had any good experience. If you guys are a contractor or had an experience as a customer. Yeah. Kind of curious what uh, what you think about what we said. And uh, just kind of a random. We've talked about doing this for a while, but yeah. I, it's hard to. It's hard to talk about. Like I said, I don't want to pick on people. Yeah. That's not what we're doing. No. Especially engineers. I'm sorry, engineers. Yeah. <laughs> They're just too easy. Now, we're Gator. We'll pick on, even though he is an engineer. Yeah. But man, oh, man. Like I said, honestly, the good engineers you don't know are engineers because yeah. they don't. They don't. They don't if, let it if out. If the first word out of their mouth is "I'm an engineer," you're doomed. Oh, you're doomed. Yeah. Now, if I find out three weeks after I'm working for you, you're an engineer, we're probably yeah. going to get along just yeah. fine. You know what I mean? Yep. It. Uh, it is what it is. So, all right, we're going to wrap this one up. Hope you guys enjoyed. Comment down below what if any other topic topics or subjects uh, you guys want to want to hit on. I got a few more in mind. Yep. Hopefully, we'll have some more guests soon, and we're on to the next one. Keep them rolling. See ya. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.